This week's episode of the Cinema Geekly Podcast is brought to you by HostGator.com. Whether you're looking to build a website for your business, for home use, your personal blog, or even a podcast of your very own, there is no better place to turn to than HostGator.com. With packages starting as low as $7 a month, HostGator provides a ton of bandwidth and hosting storage space for your website or blog. HostGator also boasts 24-7 tech support, all based in the United States, and they guarantee uptime of your website 99.9% of the time. And just for Cinema Geekly listeners, you can enter the coupon code CINEMAGEEKLY at checkout and save 25% off of your hosting order. This week's episode of the Cinema Geekly Podcast also brought to you by Amazon.com. If you're looking for a way to help support the Cinema Geekly website with no additional cost to you, and you shop on Amazon, then we have the perfect solution. Head to CinemaGeekly.com, and on the right-hand side of the page, we have a link that takes you directly to Amazon. In fact, we even recommend that you bookmark that link and use it every time you shop at Amazon. Because if you do, every time you shop at Amazon.com, 8 to 10% of your purchase gets sent from Amazon back to Cinema Geekly to help support the CinemaGeekly.com website. It doesn't matter whether you buy a Blu-ray or a PlayStation 4 or even if you buy a, a kayak. It doesn't matter how big or how small the order is. Every single purchase you make comes back and helps the CinemaGeekly.com website. All in part thanks to Amazon.com. By the power of Grayskull, Podcast episode sixty. I'm Anthony Lewis. I'm Aaron DeLosa. I'm Glenn Beauvais. I'm Cody Kelly. And thanks for checking us out on CinemaGeekly.com, Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus, uh, and Tumblr. And if uh, if Glenn has his way, YouTube. By the time we're done podcasting, hopefully, perhaps. Glenn, what is the situation here? Do you not have this as a as a normal uh, extended movie file? What is the extension on this movie file that you are trying to upload to the YouTube's? It's uh, dot <laughs> <laughs> It's like a bat yeah. file or something, or what are we talking uh, about? It's just been... I, I don't know what's going on. I don't understand how you could directly upload it, but no, it, I just... Uh, just little things I've done there, cuts and snippets I've added to it. Probably messing with the actual file itself is why I have to convert everything over again. So. Re- re-export it? Yeah. All that jazz. We'll um, alright, well, we're, <laughs> while Glenn's doing that, we're gonna talk about the week that was in movies and TV, 
uh, and even a little bit of video game talk this week uh, to, oh. to tie it all up. Um, I'm just, telling you, if I could find a fucking PS4, I'd love to join in that conversation with you. You know, we had this conversation last week about how I couldn't find one, and then I managed it, and now you are... Now, you now I'm on the warpath. Yeah. yeah, you caught what I got, man. I, I was giving you a little bit of shit, saying, like, oh, we got them here, like, everywhere. Oh. And then you <laughs> went, took, uh, when you went and looked, sorry, sir. I, I took the variable GameStop balls across the chin today, trying to find them. Can't do it. <laughs> um, yeah, on top of that, uh, not a lot... Not a lot happened, but we will uh, we will do our best to, to fill out 60 minutes of entertainment talk. Uh, the only thing that's new on the website this week, uh, Dan has a brand new retro review up for The Last Tango in Paris with Marlon Brando. Uh, have any of you guys ever seen this flick before? Yeah. Um, lots no. of... Uh, <laughs> well, I love the way Glenn said that. Glenn's <laughs> like, of course. Duh. Of course, stupid. I've seen it. <laughs> um, I, I have only heard of it, didn't know anything about this uh, movie whatsoever, and uh, then saw the uh, the still shot of the trailer that Dan put up there to see like Marlon Brando scissoring some woman uh, completely naked. Uh, it's uh, I did not watch the trailer. So he was, he was scissoring a woman in the trailer. Uh, no, I have no idea, but that's what the still shot certainly implies. I did not watch the trailer, but the still shot would certainly lead you to believe that that's what was going to occur. Maybe uh, uh, the movie itself is just them trying to like unlace their pubes from one another, and <laughs> it looks like a tango. It was in the, the 70s, man. So to be overlooking like the Eiffel Tower or something. <laughs> it was in the 70s, sir, so it could definitely be the last tangle in Paris for sure. I, I think we should remake <laughs> this along with the Joyful Noise with the whole fisting idea, too. Oh, absolutely. There's a lot of good movies coming out of this. I, I like this. <laughs> I like where this is going. Yeah, this is going to be a regular This is going to be a regular Smodcast or something where we come up <laughs> with our movies from ideas from our podcasts. Except we don't have the means or the connections to make it happen. I mean, we can make them. We just can't upload them to YouTube, apparently. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is well tied in. Um, So some big news uh, popped out relatively soon after we recorded our last podcast. Michael Keaton doing the press junket for RoboCop. Uh, just happened to just happened to poop out this little gem saying that, in fact, Beetlejuice 2 is happening and he is in. And uh, apparently Tim Burton is in, although I've read, uh, confl- you know, it's, I've read rumors that are, you know, one side or the other, like, oh, uh, he's almost in or he's he's thinking about it or he's definitely, in, you know, but what everybody seems to be agreeing on is that Michael Keaton is, in fact, in and is doing this. I think we talked about this way back, way back when. Yeah, there were when the when the rumblings first appeared, because uh, I think uh, Seth Graham Smith, is he the one writing it? Yes. Yeah. Um, so where are, you, where are you standing on this now? Are we still on board for, for a second Beetlejuice movie as long as uh, Michael Keaton is still the ghost with the most? Absolutely. I'm, uh, I'm mildly curious. Well, the question about this is is who will Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter play in this movie? <laughs> of course. Well, they're going to play. <laughs> the new couple, duh. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Maybe they could be like a half man and half woman just kind of sewn together. Oh, that way, God. Tim Burton could just do some kind of weird fetish video and be able to bang them both at the same time and just really live out his days as a happy man, knowing that he accomplished that. Unbelievable. I mean, that's... that's They're interchangeable. Yeah. You throw facial hair on her, man. She is Johnny Depp all day. <laughs> Cody, um, are you, were you, uh, you a fan of the were you a fan of the Beetlejuice? Are you are you looking forward to a sequel? Yeah, I think, I, I think it's a good idea. I'm a little worried that it might be a, kind of a dated idea. Right, I was thinking that too. I'm like, I I love Beetlejuice. I'm like, but is Beetlejuice two going to play in 2014? 
Yeah, it's it's definitely like a product of its time. I mean, it'll so. definitely get the nostalgia shit for sure. Like people from our generation, or de- I mean, I watch the cartoon and all that shit. I yeah, so did I. Oh yeah. So, I mean, oh, people, yeah. people from our Glenn, you're not in our generation. You're younger. I've seen the cartoon. <laughs> it was on Nick at Night. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> well, fuck off a little bit. <laughs> So good. I mean, if they could, if they could, they could work on a fucking third movie for Bill and Ted, then we could we could definitely get a goddamn Beetlejuice too. Wait, is that happening? Uh, apparently, Keanu said like in December on some junket that the he's uh, convinced that it's going forward. He's, he's that's going forward and that the script uh, is done. He says. Yeah, um, and that him and the other guy who I don't know who Alex Winter. Was. Alex Winter, of course. Um, <laughs> the immortal Alex Winter. Sorry, sorry him to re- Lost Boys. I was gonna say sorry to relegate him to the role of other guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you know, fucking Neo and that other guy. Um, yeah, that's the the word. Uh, they're they're both in for it and all that shit. They just have to, you know. There's no uh, there's no George Carlin now, so uh, naturally he couldn't grace the movie with uh, his fucking great presence or anything like that. But, I know that's a shame. Um. Other than that, yeah, the uh, and the, I don't know, I'm I'm still there, I'm still there for the Beetlejuice thing. I just didn't think for a fucking second about the. I, I now hope that Tim Burton isn't a part of this because honestly, I don't want Beetlejuice <laughs> to be tainted by Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter, uh, being in that movie. But it's uh, gonna happen. I think that he what he wants to do is just make it so when he's dead, people will be able to take all of his movies and then splice them, and it would seem like one gigantic movie, like they're all interchangeable. <laughs> Uh, they'll be able to make one sort of like supercut of Tim Burton, like a Tim Burton supercut film. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, it seems like a fairly okay idea. Most people seem on board with it. So yeah, the um, oh, let me see here. Uh, oh, and by the way, it, we probably should note that um, it's it's still. Kind of, a, I mean, he's on board for it, but you know that doesn't necessarily mean it's happening and we'll see it. But um, if Tim Burton gets on board for it, there's a you know officially or whatever, the the chances of it actually happening are you know huge. Um, the um, okay, so a couple of tidbits about uh, the new Avengers movie. Aaron, did you had something you were telling us about with uh, with the Hulk? And uh, oh Avengers. yeah, uh, it was on Vine Instagram. One one of those. Confounded uh, social media yeah. that yeah, you kids nowadays use. Uh, <laughs> a user from South Africa. Apparently, they're filming uh, pretty close to where he works, so he was taking a lot of snaps uh, on Instagram, like pictures and uh, posted videos of it. Essentially, it's a scene where the Hulk is rampaging down the street, and the reason that we know it's the Hulk is because at one point during the, uh, one of the videos, there's a couple of guys. They're both carrying like this monstrous-looking tray between the two of them, and it's just like the like Hulk's traps in his head. And so at certain points, they're in the street. They lift it up, and they're kind of turning around, facing one direction, facing another direction. Then they go kind of running along with it. So, I mean, that's you know, that's all we know is that Hulk will be rampaging through the streets of South Africa. We just don't really know how or why yet. But it's interesting because the, they previously confirmed that the scenes taking place in South Africa would be the opening of the movie. Right. So, I mean, are they starting right off where you know the, the Hulk is just being a good guy at battling stuff? Is he still being chased by the military? So it's uh, – right. I don't know. I'm pretty excited, like, you know, that we'll see Hulk probably, you know, first uh, as opposed to Banner. Um, And also, this isn't really news per se, but it's nice to know that you've got people in a franchise that really care about 
what they're doing. Like they're actually, you know, they're not just collecting a fucking paycheck or whatever uh, for the role. I'm talking about Anthony Mackie, who's going to be Falcon in the, uh, the winter soldier yep. flick that's coming up. Um, he was uh, interviewed recently just, you know, not just about Captain America, but you know, like uh, what he's going to be doing afterwards. And he, uh, he confirmed to the, the coming soon.net, I believe was where he was doing the interview at um, that. He's going to be involved in Captain America films past this one, like contractually or whatever. Wow. Um, but he did say for sure that, uh, he so really, <laughs> right. <laughs> or does he, we thought, uh, we thought Colson died too, but lo and behold. Um, but yeah, he, apparently he really wants in on the Avengers movie, whether he will be or not, who knows, but the, I can, I'm, I can like see or hear the enthusiasm through the text. Uh, he's like, he's like, I call all of them at Marvel every Monday. I'm like, so if y'all decided if I'm in Avengers 2 yet, I'll get on the bus to, to, to Albuquerque tomorrow. I wanted to be a superhero from the first day that I started in this business, and now that I have the opportunity to be one, it's kind of remarkable. If I get the opportunity to be in the Avengers 2, 3, 7, or 18, there's no way I would complain or balk at any part of that. So he's like a dude who totally wants to do that. Um, so I, I, I could, you know, I don't know if he'd show up or not. Was was Falcon ever part of the Avengers? I'm sure everybody uh, was at some point. Everybody was at some point, but you know, not till later on. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I, to me, it's cool when you have a guy that's that enthusiastic about it. Like uh, Carl Urban was pretty enthusiastic about being part of Star Trek. Uh, Tom Hiddleston with Loki. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All the got find the passion in. That's why Robin Williams is so awesome. Agreed. Um, <laughs> it's Patch Adams. Some. Uh, some. Some uh, pictures of, of kind of, I don't know if you guys seen it or not, but they are building a gargantuan set in uh, in Hawaii, in the Koala, I want to say Koala, Koaloa, Koaloa, it's cool. probably Koaloa Ranch um, for Jurassic World. And apparently, Koaloa. yeah, that's apparently where the, uh, the first film was made in 93. Yeah. So yep. they're shooting there and they are building a gargantuan looking set there. Um, so that that has already started underway. I'm kind of looking forward to it a little bit. We've mentioned it before, but uh, a little bit excited. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. We've already had the discussion <laughs> many a time about uh, <laughs> many a fucking time about the, that last movie for sure. Uh, but definitely, Jurassic Parks two and three were were not. I, I'm sure it'll be excessively adequate. <laughs> excessively adequate. That sounds like something that belongs on a Rotten Tomatoes uh, synopsis. <laughs> What was it? Uh, what was it? Exceedingly ill-advised. Exceedingly ill-advised. That was it. Um, the uh, have you read the uh, the Doctor Who rumors, Aaron? Which ones? Out, uh, the great. Well, this most recent grain of salt rumor uh, that the uh, the twelfth Peter Capaldi's first episode will feature the return of the clockwork androids from the girl in the fireplace. Yeah. Uh, you've read you've read this as well. Um, apparently, there's a. Apparently, yes, it's come from uh, because there's an actor who is in the episode who put on his resume that he's uh, playing some sort of droid or something like that. But um, again, very clearly, just a you know grain of salt or whatever. But this is the sort of thing that you're going to get as they're you know filming out in the middle of the street and you see you know shit kind of leaking left and right, but with vague information. Um, 
some of this stuff is going to start coming out a little bit, but you know, right. f- fortunately there hasn't been anything. Has there been other things that have come out that I'm unaware of? This is like the first thing I've read about Dr. Who in like a few weeks. Yeah. I, uh, <clears throat> I've been doing a lot of digging. I mean, you know, pretty much like I do all day. Uh, they have confirmed or well, not confirmed, but at least a, a source has, has confirmed. So, you know, usual grain of salt, but I'm, I'm tending to believe it uh, is that, the, the doctor and Clara are actually going to go uh, to Pompeii at oh, one point early okay. in the season. Yeah. So to stop saying, that fucking movie from getting made, right? Well, well, that. But I mean, you know, Peter Capaldi <laughs> was in that episode. Absolutely. With, yeah. with David Tennant, so I, mean, I think they're going to address maybe you know he takes what he looks like you know based uh, based off somebody he's met in the past. I mean, so that's pretty exciting. They know uh, that he is going to wear his wedding ring. Like Peter Capaldi's married in real life, but he's he's going to wear his wedding ring. Uh, as part of his costume. Interesting. Yeah, and, and that's kind of leading people. Uh, it, it lends a little bit of, of credence to this one of that uh, River is going to be returning somehow. Yeah. Somehow, yeah. Uh, in this oh, season, and also, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, they're saying that Capaldi will be the one to find Gallifrey, like in in his first uh, first arcing season. Oh, okay. They're just gonna. They're, well, I mean, I guess they spent so much time. Uh, just leading up to that one thing in the 50th anniversary episode, I guess it would be silly to then do another incredibly long arcing over several seasons story just for him to, you know, that's that 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 that, that makes sense, I guess, if you if you uh, kind of get to it right away. Right. Um, it doesn't seem very Moffaty, but you know, maybe he'll uh, maybe he's switching it up a little bit. <laughs> just, oh, and the oh, I'm sorry, yeah, it definitely switched it up, and they are saying too that. Uh... Uh, Peter Capaldi's favorite, uh, you know, monsters were the Daleks, and there was some concern that uh, they wouldn't be around this season. But they have come out and said that he will battle the Daleks again. So Capaldi right. gets to live his childhood dream because, like, didn't he write a note or something like that to a newspaper, right? Oh yes, yes, Red yeah. Letting them on the Dalek twist or whatever. Yeah, there's actually been a couple of things that have come out. There was, I think, there was one where he drew pictures of them and submitted <laughs> them, and he was just an adorable kid fan of the show when he was when he was younger. So again, like I said, it's always such a good thing to have people that are like literally enthused about what they're doing. It's not just an interesting role to them or whatever. Like they grew up on it and you know, they're genuinely humbled to, to be doing it and stuff like that. That, that always lends something to me. Like just not, not just on a professional level or whatever, where you think, you know, well, it's going to be really good because he cares about it, but also like endears you like on a personal level a little bit. It's like, cause the guy Absolutely. playing the role also has something in common with you. It's like, he yeah. likes the show just as much as you do. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's endearing in, in a lot of ways. Um, did you guys, Oh, oh go sorry. Ahead. I, I got one more little rumor that I actually just found. Sure. Uh, there Glenn's, are some reports. Glenn's bashing his head against. I know he, right he he's 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 muted us. He doesn't really care. <laughs> uh, it, it it's been confirmed that Matt Smith is going to uh, appear as the Doctor at some point in the season, like brand new stuff. Oh, that's interesting. Yep. Like what they'll end up doing with that? That could be very interesting, actually, depending on how they go with it. Um, yeah. The uh, but, apparently uh, what, what's going to happen is like she's going to have problems uh, accepting Capaldi's version of the Doctor. And she gets a phone call from the doctor, but it's Matt Smith's doctor. Oh, like it, like it's in her head or something like that, or no, like it actually happens. There'll be some oh. kind of timey wimey. Oh, of course, yeah, shit going on. I'm sure this show is full of those sorts of things. Um, yeah, it's a uh, goddamn. Mm, I'm yeah, I'm ready to go, but I'm, I'm sure Glenn's. You know, he's not. <laughs> no, no, he's not. Glenn, have you got that video uploaded yet? Uh, no, no, I, I know I don't, but I'm. Oh, you're <laughs> I'm teasing sick. us, Mary. 
I told you it's going to take 45 minutes. Now it's at... <laughs> I got about 39 minutes for it, so it's done. Oh, is it re-rendering now? Is yeah, because I'm creating the large movie. That's that's what it's called, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, the... Uh... <laughs> Has Michael that, Bay of Cinema Geekly. Is everybody? <laughs> is everybody? Is uh? Is anybody catching up on their on their Walking Dead? We're two episodes into the new season. Am I the only one who has still watched this show? Has nobody else watched any of it yet? No, I, I'm gonna. We're gonna catch up those last those last two episodes tonight. Once we get you know get the little one to bed. I don't want to tell. I don't want to spoil this for anybody. But oh, so then don't. I, I can't help. I can't help it. I can't, I can't help it, Aaron. The ba- the baby Judith. Is alive. Oh well, you kind of saw that coming. There's, they were gonna kill the kid off, <laughs> right? We talked about how painfully obvious actually the whole thing was, um, and they tried really hard. Like, have you ever watched any of the the Talking Dead with Chris Hardwick afterwards? They tried yeah. really hard uh, in last week's episode. They tried desperately hard to sort of like sort of convince you that the baby was dead. Like he kind of questioned. Uh, Kirkman, I think he was questioning Kirkman about it or whatever, and um, he was like, "Well, you know, there's like, you know, there's some stuff that even we wouldn't show on TV, trying right. to allude to the fact that you know the baby's dead, but we couldn't show it, that right. sort of thing." And I'm like, "Come on, you guys, the baby's alive." The way they did that whole fucking setup, screamed, "The baby is alive!" Mm-hmm. Um, with Tyrone, no less. Um, oh yeah, th- yeah, that kid's definitely making it then. T Dog number three or whatever his name is. Oh no, sure. that, that guy's not going anywhere. Oh hell, hell's no, 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 not at all. Um, but yeah, there's a there's one small twist in the whole thing. It's not a huge, gigantic twist because I'm sure people probably saw it coming as well. But I won't spoil it for you, Aaron. Cody, I, Cody, are you uh, a fan of the show? Yeah, I like the show, but I haven't been able to watch any of the episodes yet. Right. So the uh, I, I don't want to I don't want to throw any extra spoilers out there. Glenn, I'm not. I'm. I'm sure Glenn has not gotten around to seeing any of the new stuff yet. But, um, I, Glenn, I do have to ask you: How far into the second season of House of Cards are you, sir? I am on. Ha- I'm on episode four, I think. Is that the? Uh, yeah. That's the Netflix one with Kevin Pollock. Uh, Kevin Spacey. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one with Kevin. Pollock. I wish Kevin Pollock sure. really should be in the I, show. I think it'd be better if it was Kevin Pollock, and I've never seen the show. Well, Kevin Pollock should definitely be in the show as the President of the United States, but doing an impression of Christopher Walken. I think that <laughs> yes. would be amazing, uh, for, for fucking sure. Have you uh, started it yet? I have only watched the first episode. And Holy shit. The first episode, right, where they kind of just killed off a major character out of the blue. <laughs> he just, in just an grabs awesome her, way. pushes her in a subway. I'm like, oh, oh, shit. Okay, that happened. Yeah, like you know, you know it was gonna happen, but I didn't think first episode. No, Aaron, did you uh, have you seen a, the first season of House of Cards at all? No, uh, I'm holding out for Kevin Pollock to take over the show. Now. <laughs> that helps uh, fun. <laughs> uh, no, no. Uh, haven't a chance to check it out yet. I've heard a lot of good things. That and uh, Orange is the New Black or two. I want to check out. I just saw the the teaser trailer for Orange yep. is the New Black as well, which was very teasery as it didn't show <laughs> or do much of anything but so it was a very mad men trailer yeah it, it did announce that the show when when the show is coming back though it's in june i want to say mm-hmm. ah it's forever away yeah it is uh cody <laughs> have you watching any did you watch any house of cards not yet uh i'm working through i'm rewatching that 70s show mm-hmm. and then as soon as i'm done with that i'm gonna start with house of cards okay season so, one so i don't want to 
okay. to me, I think your brain would just be complete mush after half a season of that 70s show. So you may want to just skip ahead to House of Cards because <laughs> I'm guessing that one you're going to have to think about. Yeah, it is. It is kind. It is kind of. It's such an interestingly done show because it's um, like Breaking Bad, but he wants to be president. It's okay. It's like Breaking Bad, but he wants to be president. But it's also like I want to say like one quarter Saved by the Bell. You know where uh, where Zach will take a break from the show and break down the fourth wall and talk to you, the audience. Oh, does he do that? Kevin, oh yeah, he, he, does, yeah, he does it every episode. I I love the looks he gives you, like. Whenever someone says something that he wants to hear, he'll just look up and be like, "Yep, I'm in control." Like those are yeah, those are my moments. Not not when he talks to you, but those oh, looks. Yeah, are, look, like, you guys have just convinced thing. you to check out that show like quickly. He like so, looks at yeah, he looks at you and he's like, "You hear that shit?" He's like, "Exactly what I wanted to hear. I told you, you know, like like we're in on it with him." Or he'll uh, like he'll be walking and then like he did it. I think the first episode or in this season, he'll. Uh, he'll be walking and he just kind of like, like he's just looking over and he looks at the camera and he just keeps walking and then he stops and comes back and then talks to the camera. Right. And like then there's he a leaves. camera that only he can see. It's amazing. <laughs> and uh, I think the, in the first episode of this season, it was even more like more, like, I don't know if he directly engage like he talks to us, but I don't think he ever, acknowledged that we are there watching him until this episode yeah where he he's literally like looking in the mirror uh, at himself like taking off his cufflinks or whatever and then he looks slightly over like in the mirror like you know to the camera that he sees behind him and therefore us and he's literally like you know you didn't think i was gonna do this or something like that. he he literally welcome welcomes don't, us back to the show yeah don't don't miss her too much she, she was you know there's bigger things and like bigger fish to get after. Yeah, Welcome he, back. And he I'm tell, like, Oh, okay. He tells us not to be too upset about the character. He just killed without, I mean, he doesn't reference her as a character, but he's basically like, Hey, I don't miss her. She wasn't that important. And, wow. uh, you know, welcome back to the show. It's crazy how it kind of jumps in and out of reality. It doesn't jump too far. Well, now out. I got to start watching this fucker. You guys sold me. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a great show. And Spacey is, uh, tremendous in that show. He's, he's. I love his cufflinks. I didn't even think about what his initials were would be right. until I saw the cufflinks. Like, oh, of course they would be F U. Duh, Frank Underwood. Right, <laughs> and he sets. Yeah, he just he just sets them down, and then the camera pans down to a big pair of F U cufflinks while the credits roll. It was that's a the, and I haven't watched any of the other. How did it go from? How has it gone from there? Have the episodes gotten progressively better? Yeah, um, his like breakdown to the fourth wall art. Like, I was kind of off-put by him welcoming us back to the show, because mm -hmm. I just felt like it's kind of like a Dexter when he narrates. Like, he narrates what's going on, but it's it still doesn't seem, like, so ham-fisted. Uh -huh. And that one was really ham-fisted, but, uh, no, the the season's... It's, it's getting really interesting. I think it's the second episode that they have to do a correspondent dinner with him being the vice president. Right. And whole, holy shit, like there is just a scene because, you know, usually he's pretty calm and collected even whenever he does his really awful shitty things to people. Is this he the one, vice he president just, in the show? Is that what he is? He's getting to, he, well, the and the episode I trailed off at the end of episode one, he's still the guy, he's like the pick to be uh, our he, vice president. Like, so, and he hasn't had, he hasn't been declared it yet, has he? Right. 
Bill, in the second episode, he gets sworn in, and that's when oh, he okay. says, like, no one even casted a vote for me, and I'm a heartbeat away from being the president. And right. he just says, democracy's overrated. But no, <laughs> like, the, the whole point of the show is he was he helped the president become president, and he was promised to be secretary of state, and they don't give it to him. So the whole show is about him trying to acquire as much power as possible by any means. Right. He and feels... when I say any means, I right. mean anything. He felt he felt slighted. So this is like his revenge plot, and he's like a, you know, genius, I guess, when it but, comes to this sort of thing. But no, like he, you know, he's always pretty calm in the show and stuff. But they it went sounds out like of court. he's playing the Lex Luthor he should have played when he played Lex Luthor. <laughs> yeah, right? basically. But he, oh, uh, he so, just so like true. completely becomes unhinged in that correspondent dinner. And just like start slamming things, and Claire's like, "Calm down, don't get mad, don't do anything." He's like, "I'm not gonna fucking do this," and he just, "Oh man, it was that was something." Because I usually he's pretty calm and controlled, but man, he lost his shit for about three minutes. I haven't seen him lose his shit in this. Yeah, I'm, it, it's it's something. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm definitely gonna watch ahead for sure. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a highly recommended uh, watch if you've got Netflix. It's uh. Yeah, you sold me. Now I gotta check it out. I mean, uh, I mean, for me, I, I I watch a lot of shit on Netflix. I've just uh, I'm about two episodes away, Aaron, from wrapping up watching all the classic Who that's on there, and um, the uh, but for me, like House of Cards and Orange is the New Black are totally way actually worth the price of admission. Like those those are worth way more, in fact, uh, than the seven ninety nine or whatever you're paying. It's okay, like, hey, so Netflix should be doing shit for a, a quick question here. Yeah. Uh, now that you're pretty much all caught up on everything you could possibly watch, who wise, who's your favorite doctor? Um, it's st- I'm I'm still gonna say David Tennant. Yeah. Uh, because I and by the way, out of all the classic Who that is on Netflix, uh, by far Tom Baker has the most episodes. And, yeah, he does. Uh, of the classic doctors, Tom Baker is easily the best. But even even then, I think I got like you know, four story arcs or five story arcs for Tom Baker, which is, I'm guessing a fraction of his total, uh, yeah. number of stories. So, you know, uh, they're, they're on, I don't know if Amazon prime, I, the last time I looked Amazon prime, by the way, cheap plug for Amazon prime, go to the website, click the man on the top of the page, start a free trial and get his money. <laughs> uh, I think ham fisted. That is ham fisted, sir. Um, I think Amazon Prime actually has more episodes of Classic Who than Netflix has. Uh, Netflix, sir, doesn't even have. Maybe this speaks to the quality of Colin Baker as the Doctor, but not a single solitary Colin Baker episode is on Netflix. It went from. That's uh, a shame. That's when he was a real motherfucker. There is uh, there are two Peter Davidson episodes or story. I want. I don't want to say episodes because they're story arcs. They're all like four part stories for the most part. Uh, so there's like four episodes per story, but um, basically there's two Peter Davidson story arcs, and uh, one of them being Davidson's uh, regeneration story. Oh, um, you know, and not a moment too soon, right. uh, and shit with Colin Baker. But then you yep. get the you get the regeneration of Colin Baker, and then the next episode is uh, Sylvester McCoy episode so they just completely skip right over uh colin baker's run entirely uh why there's not more episodes on there i don't know because i know there's definitely more available for sure but it's very it's very slim pickings but i've watched all of them uh and tom baker was was great in fact i uh near the end of uh those episodes i started seeing 
uh, shit that other doctors started taking from him just in like the way he would say something or the way he would do something or the way he would move about or whatever. Uh, you could totally see like people doing homages to Tom Baker left and right later on. So, yep. um, it was, uh, it was great. No, he was, he was really great. Uh, and it made me, uh, further appreciate that scene he did in the 50th anniversary even more. It's even, uh, I, I was psyched before I had watched any Tom Baker episodes just cause I had bought into the hype about how awesome Tom Baker is. So, um, yeah, that, that just, uh, further enhanced it for me, but, uh, but yeah, man, like I'm saying the Netflix stuff, uh, and if nobody's watched it yet, Derek from Ricky Gervais is also really good. Um, I don't know if that started as an original on Netflix, but it's one of their series now. And I know, I think they've, they're wrapping up on the second season of that, but the, the first season was, was just tremendous. And, uh, that, that one, that one people can knock out of the park in a day. Because it's, I think it's like eight half-hour episodes or something like that. It's not even a particularly long uh, season of shows, so um, I would totally recommend it. It's it's a real good watch. Yeah, I, I just checked the uh, Amazon Prime for uh, the Doctor Who Classic. They have everything. Oh, do they? So there you go. Oh yeah. There you go, everybody. Seventy-nine dollars for the year, but a free trial from Cinema Geekly. Catch up on the, the that old classic Doctor Who. There's so much of it too. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm gonna have to. I remember it being in there, um, but I switch back and forth. It depends on what I'm watching at the time. Um, lately, I haven't been watching much Netflix or Amazon Prime because I've been too busy uh, messing around with the PS4. But outside of that, uh, I would highly recommend people go uh, go check it out for sure. Um, what do you think of the PS4? Um, well, for, yeah, I want to let's, let's we'll segue into it real quick because I I posted that news because it was very interesting to me. Um, cause I had, uh, before the PS4, I had a PS3 still do actually. And, um, my brother was a Microsoft guy. Like he hasn't owned a PlayStation since the, I think he had a PS2, I think at some point, but everything else, he had an Xbox and he got an Xbox 360 over a PS3 and he's not like a Microsoft fanboy, although I know plenty of them. Uh, and I'm not, you know, a Sony fanboy by any means. It's just that PlayStation is been better suited to the stuff i wanted to play um but yeah i was i was i was kind of surprised when i heard about the i guess i wasn't really surprised when playstation announced that they were beating uh xbox in the sales when the when the systems first launched at the end of the year they announced that playstation had sold more units i just assumed that that was because xbox was about a hundred dollars more uh than the playstation and people are like well shit uh, you know, a <laughs> hundred dollars less uh, seems a lot more feasible or whatever. Uh, but then this uh, this number just came out. I was reading it uh, just the other day and put it up on the Facebook page from GameSpot and a variety of other sources. Where uh, in the month of January, they Sony outsold Xbox two to one. Uh, just you know, they're they're kind of crushing them right now, actually, uh, which is kind of a surprise. So yeah, that that was my first question. How long until the the Xbox One drops in price because it seems like they're going to have to, aren't they, in order to to kind of keep up with uh, Sony sales. Um, is there anything that Xbox could do, Aaron, to get you to buy one of those things? They could sell to Sony. <laughs> there you go. Then you'd pick it up. Then I'd pick it up. <laughs> if they merge. Yeah, it no, not in my eyes. I mean, you know, uh, I had the 360, then I made the jump to the PS3, and yeah, I'm, I'm not looking back. So what was PS4 the PS4s all around? What what made the what was it that made you uh take the take the leap from uh, one to the other just being able to play uh, i don't know i i think ps2 has a 
the a better variety of games, I guess. Like just at least the the games that are uh, that I would prefer. For me, it was. I mean, mine was. It seems so goddamn shallow, but it's like the PlayStation had the better baseball game, and it was an exclusive, and I didn't have to pay to use Netflix, like on the system. Right. Uh, which my understanding is still. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know what it. Well, I mean, no, I still don't have to pay to use it, but um, on PS4 or anything like that, you still download it um, without needing PlayStation Plus or anything like that. Um, although I did get PlayStation Plus um, for a year, and not because I'm particularly interested in uh, online gaming, which I think is now required for the PS4. If you want to play online, you've got to get uh, a PlayStation Plus membership for, you know, pick your monthly term or however people want to do it. But um, I, I just did it because I had the extra money and free games. So, you know, why the hell not? Yeah, I, I'll, I'll end up I'll end up downloading more. You know, I would I probably would have never ended up playing Bioshock Infinite had it not been for them putting it on PlayStation Plus. Oh, what do you think of it? Um, I'm not terribly far into it right now, but it's really good. Fuck yeah, it is. Uh, the design, the design's incredible. Like just, you know, looking around that place. Uh, if you have time to look around before people start shooting at you. Um <laughs> Once you get used to it, 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 I was very disoriented at first um, because I'm very used to kind of like um, the Mass Effect style of shooting where um, you know when you're going to start getting shot at by people because you walk into a room and there's like crates and tables and shit everywhere for you to like hide behind. Um, and you know the people are coming, you know, from one or two directions. Very rarely do people ever come from behind you. They're always kind of coming at you from the front. And uh, it was very disorienting at first because they're, you know, people will show up from, you know, multiple directions from all over the place and they don't give you a ton of places to hide. Um, and there's really no real hiding. Like you can't uh, crouch into a position or anything like that. Um, but it's, 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 uh, I played the first Bioshock game. I don't know how related. Glenn, have you played, uh, have you played the previous Bioshock games? Oh yeah, I played they, all, all three of them. Are they related in some form or fashion, or are they kind of like loosely related, or are they not related at all? Uh, do you want me to spoil anything for you? No, no, no. I don't want any. I don't want any spoilers. Okay, I just well, want. Then I'm just not going to say anything. <laughs> oh, okay. The, the first two are. What was that? I don't know. I don't. Somebody died, perhaps. I don't <laughs> That's what it sounded like. Oh my bad! I thought I was muted. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. No, you don't. You can't on Bioshock or Infinite. Yeah, there's nowhere to really hide. You just kind of jump on the rails and uh, run away cowardly, and then they chase you on the rails and you shoot them and shoot them with fire and that kind of stuff. That that's that that's how you escape on there. Right. Um. It, no. So far, I mean, I'm not terribly far into it. Um. But I'm I'm relatively, and it's. Uh, so far, it's it's great, and I started on the uh, the second season of the Walking Dead game as well from Telltale Games because that uh, the first game was my favorite game from uh, last year, and the first episode for the second season has been uh, just as good. Um, did did any of you guys play the uh, the first Walking Dead game? Not the actual authorized game with like Daryl and Merle in it, which was apparently terrible, uh, but the one from Telltale Games, which looks more comic booky. Yeah, I played the the whole first season. Uh, were you a fan? Loved it. The uh, the second season is is 
just as much fun as you've come to know and love, except now you get to control Clementine and put a dog out of its misery. So you get to use, you get to have a little girl kill a dog. Uh, oh. That's, that's fun. And uh, also you get to stitch Clementine's wounds together by hand. You have Jesus. to hear her, you have to hear her scream while you help her pierce her skin with needles to stitch her arm together. It's horrific, Aaron. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to play that one. Oh, but it's it's really <laughs> it's really good. Um, outside of the horribleness, uh, is it like a puppy that she gets to kill? No, it's, it's oh, like then a... I'm out. It, it's got to be something really adorable. No, it's it's bigger than a puppy. Um, it's it's almost full grown dog. Um, they're they're friendly at first until she decides she's going to eat something and wants to share it with a dog, and the dog's like, "Fuck you, I want all of it." And she's like, "No, we have to share." And the dog's like, "Kill you." Uh, and then she has to kill the dog. So, uh, but no, it's uh, that's a real good game. And you know what? Amazingly, Aaron, you're like, how's the PS4? Everything I've been talking about the last ten minutes or so, none of that's on PS4. It's all PS3. Uh, so I'm still heavily playing <laughs> PS3. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not balls deep into the PlayStation 4 yet, just because there's a, there's not a ton of games available for it yet, and b, because I don't have a ton of games uh, for it. But I did, I. Uh, it, the the bundle I got it with came with a Vita, uh, which by the way is tremendous. Um, I would hi- actually highly recommend anybody if you get a PS4 get a Vita, as well. Especially if you have a significant other that can't stand to watch you play video games, uh, I'd highly recommend it because you can just transfer all your shit from the PS4 over to the Vita while they watch something else, and you can just sit on your couch and play it that way. Um, or you but... could just put a TV in the kitchen for him. Or you could just do that. Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> or you could do that sure could go that route <laughs> the uh um but it, it came with uh it came with kill zone which is uh i think it's gotten you know better than average reviews or whatever um i didn't i think i only dabbled in like the last kill zone that came out for ps3 like i played the demo or something uh but i figured what the fuck it came with the game so you know it came with the system so i'll i'll play through it um, what's, what's different is, well, I mean, first it's, everything looks more amazing. Like clearly, uh, the vistas and the scenery and stuff is, is far more incredible looking. Things are more detailed, uh, which is always nice to, which is always nice to hear because, um, you know that the games that come out at the beginning of a console cycle are usually the ones that tend to look the worst compared to the games that come out near the end when they can, uh, take full advantage of everything that the hardware has to offer. So the games are actually going to only look better from here on out. Um, but the real difference is obviously those games are uh, all of the PS4 games are running at 1080p, whereas the PS3 games are um, native 720, but then they kind of get you know upscaled to, to 1080p. Um, so everything is native 1080p, so everything is like gorgeous and crisp looking, and the games are all running I think at like 60 frames per second. So everything wow. is just like really smooth looking, and uh, it's definitely different. Uh, it totally. So feels it, it looks different. like Clementine's killing an actual dog. Yeah, what you're saying. Um, <laughs> it, it definitely takes a leap forward. Um, I, I got that. I downloaded uh, uh, Resogun, which is like a kind of like a mini game, but I'm obsessed with playing it. It's kind of like a, a really fancy looking version of like invaders meets asteroids or something like that, where you basically just your control of a ship that you can move up and down left and right and fire weapons and things like that. And you're just destroying shit and trying to rescue 
uh, people. It's a very simple game, but it looks gorgeous, and it's really addicting to play. Like, I spent, you know, a good couple hours before I realized it was dark outside and everyone had left the living room. You know, it's one of those things where you're staring at the TV and the next thing you know, everybody has left and you have no idea what happened to time or anything like that. So it's really addicting. Uh, and then I, uh, because I was like, fuck it, when they announced uh, MLB The Show is coming out for PlayStation 4 much later than its, PS3, or for, than its PS3 uh, relative, because <laughs> um, they're basically what they're doing with... Um, uh, the 2013 version for P or the 2014 version for PS3 is just kind of porting over what they did for the previous PS3 game uh-huh. and tacking on some stuff. Whereas the PS4 version, they're literally writing from scratch. Um, so it's gonna, you know, there's gonna be a big difference in how everything looks. Kind of like how the 2K14 game. Glenn, have you played the 2K14 NBA game? No, I haven't. I haven't played it yet. I there, I don't want to buy anything new because I want to get a PlayStation Four eventually. Yeah, if you if you've seen the there's like a apparently they're both really good games, uh, but there's a just a gigantic leap in how the PS4 version looks compared to the PS3 version because they did the PS4 version from scratch, uh, graphically speaking. So you know instead of like having you know, a ball player with a beard that looks like it's pasted to his face. He's got a beard with actual hairs that move and shit when he walks around. Uh, you know, think, little things like that. Uh, but I saw that they moved the date. Like, normally they try to get those games out before opening day. Um, but they moved the uh, the PS4 release until May. So I'm going to miss a whole month of uh, keeping up with baseball while, uh, you know, while people are playing it on PS3. But uh, I'm not losing my shit like some fans are about it, uh, but I was like, well, in the meantime, I've got to do something. And uh, I actually decided for the first time, I think in history for me, I picked up uh, the new Madden game. I, I've never played a Madden game in my life until now. I got like Madden 25 for the PS4. So um, I think the last football game I played was literally... Uh, the remake of Tecmo Super Bowl that they released on PS3. Uh, and before that was Tecmo Super Bowl for the Sega Genesis. Um, have, uh, Aaron, have you played uh, like any Madden games recently? Or Kobe, yeah, I'm, I'm that sucker that, all, that buys it every year. Are you? <laughs> Where oh, it's yeah. like marginal, are you, so, so you would tell me that Madden 25 is only a marginal improvements from Madden 24 and I'd so say you could probably go back to like Madden of two thousand and three, <laughs> where you wouldn't really be missing out. Pretty much, I mean, if they would just do a download wherever you you could download like an updated roster mm-hmm. for like seventeen bucks of a new game, people would have been doing that for like a you know a decade and a half by now. Right. Um, but so- we we pony up and buy it because we're fucking stupid. We're gonna <laughs> complain about it, and they're just gonna keep serving us the same bullshit. See, that's the cool thing about the NBA two K because I have two K thirteen. And you can share files. So all these people have, like, there's people who have just made entire rosters of the rookie classes that come in and change the ratings on the players. And that's why I haven't had to, that's also why I haven't worried about buying 14 because the only reason why I would want it is, you know, I want the new players that have joined the league to play as them and that kind of stuff. But hell, if I can, you know, at least get a, a slightly shittier version downloaded on here, it doesn't bother me any. Cody, do you do any gaming, or are you, uh, or are we getting too nerdy for even you, sir? Oh no, no, no! I play a lot of games. Well, not really a lot. I have a, a very small 
select genre of stuff that I play. Right, right. Anything lately that you've been up to? Like all those Pokemon ones, right? <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> now that is my generation. Um, I'm still playing WWE 2K14 quite, I'm having, I'm quite having, a lot. Yeah, I'm having lots of fun with that game. The, uh, the universe mode is... I just get lost in it for like hours at a time. Oh, do you? I yeah. get... I get uh, it. Dry, it frustrates me to no end. It's it's not. There's not enough control in there for me. Um, yeah, the I often. That's find just the, the booker in you. Yeah. It it is it, it is it is yeah. Like I'll often find <laughs> the game does something I don't want to happen. It's like no, you don't. Oh. It's like who is booking this shit? Clearly, it's not me because this <laughs> this is not good. Um, no, the the AI the AI is still lacking. I, I'm looking forward to what they're going to do with the next gen. Uh, because the, the 2K14 game uh, was, I want to say, maybe like 50% already done by uh, THQ when THQ went under. And uh, literally 2K, you know, when they got the, the rights to the franchise, just brought everybody who was working on the game from THQ over to finish the game. Uh, it is way better than last year's game, and I think that's because all the people working on the new game probably figured correctly that their jobs were on the line if they did not deliver... Because uh, thirteen, the twenty thirteen's game was really buggy. Just tons of glitches and things like that that drove me mad. Um, and this game was infinitely better than last year's game, uh, while still not perfect, but it's a, a huge step up. Unfortunately for all those people who worked uh, on the THQ game, none of them are employed anymore by two K. Uh, <laughs> they all got they all got shit canned. Um, but it looks like they're going to go from scratch. They may even be using a new engine for next year's game or this year's game, I guess, uh, when they do the, the next gen stuff. So I'm, I'm real curious to see how all that's going to look as well. Um, you, uh, you play any sports games, sir? Um, sometimes not a whole lot. I, I play, uh, the NCAA football games. Ah, there you go. Okay. I'm not as big into like Madden. I like the college games better, but. I play some of it, and like I've gotten some UFC games, and uh, big fan of the Tiger Woods series. Oh yeah, how's the golf games? I haven't played I haven't played a golf sim in forever. Are they are they pretty good? I mean, or is there really like not a ton of improvement to do? Although I bet there's a lot of shit you can do with like ball physics and things like that to make it more realistic. Um, I don't really know how realistic it is. It's, yeah, I, it's fun though. It definitely makes it unrealistic because I am a fucking terrible golfer in real life. But on any Tiger Woods game, I mean, you know, we're we're under par all day. Oh yeah, uh, I mean, I'm I'm convinced I could lead the Lions to the the Super Bowl like uh, next that's year. That's bullshit. I know I could. <laughs> I mean, I'm doing real good. I mean, I'm 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 still. I haven't made it all the way out of the preseason yet on Madden, but I, I'm kicking ass over there. And, and and I'm talking about kicking ass with second string guys. The the first string guys usually. You know, ditch me after uh, after after the first uh, quarter. So, yeah, they load up all the second string guys after that, and I'm still uh, still winning games pretty pretty fairly handily without that... actually ever. I was shocked. Uh, it was it's the Madden game is very intuitive. I have no idea what any of the plays are or <laughs> what I'm doing at all. You definitely sound like a member of the Lions coaching staff. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not sure exactly what's going on when when there's like a play on the screen. Um, 
You know, I usually I usually just snap the ball if it's not a running play. I usually just snap the ball and then try to keep an eye on what receiver is most open and then throw it to that receiver. Uh, so, oh, just yeah. throw it to Calvin every time. I Well, I usually try to, yeah. And then it seems, I don't know, is the game smart? The PS4 game might be smarter because they, when I started doing that, they just started like, you know, double coverage and stuff and... He would still catch it most of the time, yeah. Uh, which just apparently, damn ball. which apparently is is realistic. Pretty close. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, for me, baseball is like my my main thing, and and just like you, Aaron, I buy the same game every year. Um, although the show is easily, uh, easy, like it's never gone down in quality. I think the only thing that detractors can say about it really is that it's only marginally gone up in quality every year. Like there's never been a huge leap in improvement. It's always it's always improved every year, but it's always been like a a marginal improvement. But I'm a I'm a nerd for stuff like that. Like uh you know, I have to get the new game because the Twins don't play in the Metrodome anymore. They have a new stadium, so I have to get the new game because there's the new stadium or if they improve ball physics. Like the ball moves more realistically or something like that. Uh, you know, that stuff sinks me, you know, in. So I'm willing to, apparently I'm willing to pay Aaron $60 for improved ball physics. Yeah, we're all stupid when it comes to <laughs> our balls and physics. Absolutely, sir. Um, but yeah, uh, so far everything, I, um, the all the all the things that have been said negatively about the PS4, for the most part, I have uh, experienced and for the most part agree with. Like it, the, mostly, you know, stuff like the dashboard. Where they're like the uh, the dashboard of the PlayStation Four is too busy, and I would agree. Like there's so much shit going on on that main screen. Um, <laughs> you know they're gonna have to revamp that. Um, they also apparently right now aren't. Uh, they're gonna have to make a firmware update because you can't play um, MP3 files on there or anything like that. If you're aware that you can, you know throw in music and you can do like custom music for menus and for, you know, all sorts of things like that. Uh, <laughs> you can't do that on the PS4 right now. So yeah. that's terrible. I would just run Europe's the final countdown nonstop. <laughs> um, and uh, of course, if you have the PlayStation, I, the, the camera, uh, which is sold separately, you can become one of many uh, creepy people <laughs> that, stream shit from their house that other people can then watch. I mean, I can stream, like, I could go play Madden right now and stream it and send you guys, like, a Ustream link and you can watch me play Madden and then uh, write to me how terrible I am and I'll see it on my screen. Shit like that. That's cool stuff. Uh, what, uh, what are you wearing while you're doing this? Well, see, I don't have <laughs> I, don't, I don't have the camera, so you wouldn't be able to see anything. But oh. There are people, Aaron, believe it or not, that just take that camera and don't broadcast a game. They just sit in their living room and talk to people who are like chatting to them, you know, like texting them, and they just sit in their living room and talk. And uh, on the PlayStation dashboard, you can hit Jesus. PlayStation Live. You hit PlayStation Live, and you can just go watch these people talk. Believe wow! It or, believe it or not, the camera quality is amazing. Like, there's no, there's no buffering, there's no jitteriness. It's a little pixelated, but not bad. Uh, it's, it's very. I, I'm, I'm mortified, but at the same time, I am so goddamn captivated. There I so just want to watch some of these just people just talk to each other. Oh my god, that's going to be fantastic. There are so many trailer trashy people, Aaron, just sitting around and whatever on their crappy couches. And do they know you're watching them? Yes, they know. Yeah, they're broadcasting. They're 
proudly announced. No, but it means but, but yeah, say if you pick a couple people to watch, do they get an alert that says you know so and so is now watching this conversation or something? Yes. Um, hmm. and they, and they also have a count and like, I saw some guy just talking to people, him and his wife are just talking to people and there were like 300 people watching. Oh man, <laughs> sign me up. Oh my God. I, I'm not, a, I, I don't even need a game now. Who needs reality? Show, I could just right? get a PS4 and just watch these dolts just drool on each other. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Gotta it's find so a PS4. fucking weird. It is weird, man. Uh, I mean, there, and there are plenty of people obviously that are streaming games and stuff too, that are doing like you know, if you've ever seen like Let's Plays on uh, YouTube, where people you know play a game through and do commentary over or it, like some Davy Richards apartment wrestling videos. <laughs> we could totally do that, Cody. Cody, you, you, myself, and Aaron, we're gonna meet up. We're gonna start a wrestling promotion in my living room with the PlayStation I, and we're gonna do live stream shows <laughs> over the PlayStation <laughs> Network. I'm down. It does sound <laughs> interesting. The um, uh, it's so fucking crazy. The um, we could call it uh, adic- like adequately epic. <laughs> adequately, <laughs> ill-advised. Ill-advised. <laughs> Exceedingly ill-advised wrestling federation. Oh, uh, I love it. Let's talk about the top of the box office before we head on out of here. See, we totally we just ruined people's lives by just yammering about video games for the last fifteen minutes. But that should shut up people who are like, "You never talk about video games on this podcast." There we go, sirs and and ladies. That's like almost twenty minutes of video game talk on on the Cinema Geekly podcast. Um, top of the box office. Let me see here. One, two, three, four, uh, five. Endless Love was uh, number five. We talked about this last that? week. Uh, that great song. I'm I'm presuming it's a movie based off of the song, but it's probably. Oh. I think it was it also was, a movie. Yeah. Yeah, it was a movie in the '80s, um, and it had that song in it. Oh, there like, you go. It's part of the soundtrack. It's uh, like Brooke Shields' first movie or some shit like that. There you go. Um, it did four. It did thirteen point four million at the number five slot. Uh, the Monuments Men was at number four with fifteen million. Uh, RoboCop slid down to the number three spot. 21.5 million still pretty solid um that kevin hart movie <laughs> i actually have to say the name of it because right you're, along? Like, you're like which one because there's a million of them um no about last night right along oh, is actually st- right along is actually still in the top 10 aaron wow it did 8.8 8 million yeah um about last night is number two at 27 million and it actually did 70 it's got 77 percent on rotten Jesus. tomatoes right now so it's actually getting well reviewed and uh, the number one movie from last weekend, the Lego movie, did $48.8 million, and it's still sitting at a, a hearty 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, what's opening uh, this coming weekend of releases for the uh, the 21st <laughs> of February? There are only two wide releases, uh, the first of which is Three Days to Kill with Kevin Costner and uh, Amber Heard and the... Uh, the very talented Haley Steinfeld. Uh, and I haven't got, she was in something else too recently and I'm not sure what it was. Ender's game. Was it Ender's game? Okay. I did not, I, I didn't end up seeing Ender's that's game. That's the, uh, that's the little girl from true grit. Yeah. She was fantastic oh, yeah. in true grit. Yeah. Oh, she was so fucking good. Um, that movie's coming out, not pre-screened for critics. Oh, which ought, to, which ought to tell you something. Um, it's going to be really fucking good, right? Absolutely, that's what it always means. Aaron, he's, he's wearing a lot of fancy scarves in the in the some scenes yeah, of the trailer yeah. I've seen so far. 
as uh, as Glenn will attest, when they don't when they don't uh, put a movie out there for early review, it's because they're worried that the reviewers will praise it too highly and that the movie will not live up to its hype. I believe is what the what the concern is now. Yeah, that sounds I, that I, sounds about right. Yeah, I mean it's Kevin Costner. I mean the you know he's you know he's an award winning director, so that's that's probably what they're worried about. They they don't want the uh, the Oscar train to start too early going in the next year. Yeah, right. They want it. They want they're they're saving that for the DVD release. I think just like they did with uh, Waterworld and the Postman and the Bodyguard. If, yeah, if you build it, he will come, guys. You notice he's in a lot of the movies. It's just the something. Mm-hmm. Like the happening. Lit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like any dickbag movie, there's no creativity about. They're like, ah, we'll get Costner. The Dances yeah. with Wolves. Yeah, yes. The Dances with Wolves. Oh, of course. Well, I mean, The Field of Dreams was uh was also very. I I that movie was actually on the other day. I still fucking. The Man of Steel. Yeah. That's true. The White Herb. The Avengers. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if anybody's aware of this, but Three Days to Kill is actually directed by the McGee. So. Oh uh, God! <laughs> oh, hey, he did a team. I I might be on board for this one. He also uh, did Terminator Salvation. There was no salvaging that movie. <laughs> there were some redeeming moments in it, though. There were. Yeah, I like that movie. I like. I, I mean, I own, I own it because Terminator movie, and I own all the other ones. So I also own it for that exact same reason. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there are definitely there are definitely good things in it. There I, are good it, moments in it. Yeah, it definitely feels like it lacks now, though, because it feels like the direction they're going in is just. That movie's going to sit there in some sort of weird canon purgatory of, like, what reality does this take place in? Did it take place in any reality related to the other Terminator? I mean, it does. I mean, it references Terminator 2 uh, when they had the Guns N' Roses song and shit like that. Um, I don't know. The other the other big wide release movie is Pompeii, the movie uh, that Peter Capaldi is going back in time to try to prevent in the first episode <laughs> of the new Doctor Who series. Uh, no, prevent this... it from getting made or apparently yeah like jane okay jane silent bob all right <laughs> like the jane silent bob movie where they try to prevent the jane or the the whatever the fuck movie that was from getting made um god now it's gonna drive Blood me man and chronic Blood man and chronic thank you sir um this is uh kit harrington from game of thrones he's in this carrie ann moss Kiefer sutherland uh mr echo I'm willing to put five bucks down that the 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 Sutherland does not fuck around with any kind of British accent in this. Oh. He is just going to be straight goddamn Jack Bauer with a sword. <laughs> uh, the great uh, the great Jared Harris is also in this. It's, it's looking like a good cast, but yeah, again, not screened for critics in advance, which means it's really good. Um, it's directed by Paul W S Anderson. Oh. Uh, any relation to Paul? The other Paul Anderson? Oh, uh, Paul Wes Anderson or Paul Thomas Anderson? No. <laughs> uh, Paul W. Anderson uh, is the guy who was responsible for the Resident Evil movies. Well, even the first one? The first one I found to be okay. Yes, even the okay one. Wow, okay. They're still cranking them out. Yeah, well, yeah they sure yeah, are. Yeah. Um, what's weird is that he's 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 popped out a bunch of movies that are very poorly reviewed, that I kind of, sort of, half-like. Like the first Mortal Kombat movie. Um, He's like a less successful Michael Bay, I guess. Yeah. Believe it or not, I actually... that's a low blow, man. Okay, so is it bad that I actually enjoyed Alien vs. Predator? Because I actually enjoyed that movie. The first one or second one? The first one. Oh. Eh. Is it bad that I enjoyed that movie? No. 
I was just like, it's a, I, I enjoyed it like how I enjoyed Freddy versus Jason. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's a fair point. That's a real fair point. So in that regard, uh, you're, well, you're looking at somebody who's not a fan of either franchise, particularly just seeing a versus like one franchise versus another franchise. I'll watch it. And then I watch them fight and I'm like, oh, I kind of got what I wanted out of it. Um, <laughs> I did not like, however, Event Horizon and apparently nobody else did either. It's like 24% Rotten Tomatoes. He I'm did just, Event Horizon? Yeah, he uh, directed that movie. <laughs> really? Yeah, he went through puberty. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Glenn's like, like, oh my god. Event Horizon? You were Hey, it's got <laughs> Dr. Alan Grant in it. So Yeah, that's true. I mean, no, I was just shocked at how you seemed you seemed very surprised by that. But yeah. Well yeah. I always just thought he was like forty ish. I didn't mm-hmm. that movie came out in the nineties. I didn't think he was that old. Oh, I mean he directed Mortal Kombat and that fuck? came out in ninety five. <laughs> uh, he's, he's also done... married Emila Jovovich. He um Oh, Oh, I wonder. Yeah. I wonder why there's been six Resident Evil movies, all starring Mila Jovovich. <laughs> yeah, and Three Musketeers. It also has Mila Jovovich <laughs> in it. Yeah, that's amazing. There's a pattern. It's like Tim Burton isn't the only one. So, like, what's the guy equivalent of Mila Jovovich that he puts in all his movies that he secretly wants to bang? Oh, I'm not sure. Is there a guy that's been all in all of his movies? I'm not sure. We gotta look that up. We gotta do some research into that shit. We're gonna have to. The do guy some... who played Goro. <laughs> we're going to do some, <laughs> some cross referencing uh, for the next episode of the podcast. Oh my god! Um, I kind of want to see Pompeii. I think it might be worth checking out. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it could be enjoyable. Um, Good popcorn movie. It could be, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, it'll be a you know I'll wait and see because the 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 feeling I got from it is like oh it's Titanic but it takes place during Pompeii instead of during the Titanic thing. It's like here's this big event that's happening and we're going to tell a love story that was taking place in the midst of it. It's like you've heard this story but have you never heard this story that happened while the other story was taking place. Uh, it's one I think of those. At the end of this one, the chick ends up floating away in a whale that could easily have fit both of them. But he sacrifices himself to like a shark or something. Personally, I hope get away on the whale's bag. Personally, I hope this movie ends the exact same way Titanic ends, <laughs> where he they're in the. Is someone looking back on it or? No, 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 no. I mean the no the exact. I mean not the. I shouldn't say the exact ending, but the uh, the ending climax of that movie. You know where like they're in the volcano and uh, Kit Harrington is like chest first up in lava. And he's like, never let go. And then he does let go and just dips down into lava. Except well, he does the Arnold Schwarzenegger thumbs up through the lava like the end of T2. Where he just holds it the whole way down. Oh, that's so good. Now we got a goddamn movie going. And then Carrie Ann Moss is like on a door that it's somehow not being engulfed by the lava. <laughs> and she's just holding on for dear life when a, um, a rescue yeah. boat comes in, picks her up um, out of the lava. I don't, I don't know how that's possible, but... Well, that door clearly wasn't forged in that volcano, so therefore it can't be destroyed there. Absolutely. Damn it. <laughs> and then the <laughs> then we can do a whole new Lord of the Lord of the Rings type film with that door where you have to take it back to the chuck it into the fucking fiery chasm from whence it came. Uh that'll be nice. Yeah, let's It'll be another, a Mount another... even more door. Hmm? Oh my god. Huh? One does not simply walk into more doors, Aaron. <laughs> Another Cinema Geekly production. Where's that TARDIS noise? We need to get that fucker in here. 
was ham-fisting left and right. Holy shit, so much of it on this episode of the podcast. Well, that's what happens, everybody, if you don't send in enough uh, questions or comments. If we titled them, this would this would just be like ham-fist, colon, anything but penetration. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, um, the uh, email, by the way, if you want to prevent future episodes like this one from happening... Uh, info at cinemageekly.com is where you can send uh, send all those questions and comments uh, to contribute to the, uh, the Cinema Geekly mailbag. And we can talk about all of that stuff when we have another down week. And I feel like we may have one or two of them left before the the, the summer season starts uh, getting closer. Uh, but there's a Guardians of the Galaxy trailer coming out tomorrow night sometime. So we're going to be able to talk about that. Uh, that'll be up on the website, of course, uh, on the .com is where you can head for all that information, cinemageekly.com. And we're on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Google+, Tumblr, and YouTube, all at Cinema Geekly. Glenn, how's that video coming? Um, <laughs> it's uploading right now. All um, right. At like, at like 16%. So it's I have it on YouTube, but uh, I don't. it's not done yet. It's getting there, sirs. Uh, merchandise for Cinema Geekly. Of course, you can go to cafepress.com slash cinemageekly and buy uh, crap loads of uh, Cinema Geekly merch with your tax refund money. That's what I would totally advise you spend it on. Don't pay your bills in advance. Don't pay anybody you owe money back to. Uh, just grab some Cinema Geekly shirts and uh, iPhone cases, and, and that's totally uh, a far better use of your money. Uh, and, uh, God, did we plug anything for Amazon? We did, well, I did, I guess we did plug that Amazon Prime thing. Yeah, we, we got a ham-fisted one <laughs> very, right in there. Very, very Which is a very good deal. I, my wife signed us up for that through the website, and I've saved so much money on shipping and handling, it's ridiculous. There you go. Boom. I mean, it's, it, it literally is the best. We, uh, we actually... Um, this is, this will actually go to show you, we had to re-sign up for Amazon Prime. Our year membership ended in, uh, near the end of January and, uh, we figured, eh, what the heck, you know, maybe we'll let it slide for a little bit until we decided we wanted to order a few things. And then it literally felt like years before we got any of the stuff we bought. We were so used to buying it getting the shipping email and then receiving it within two days, uh, <laughs> waiting even, even on the free shipping, it was like five to seven business. It, it literally felt like years before our items were shipped and made it to us. And, uh, we immediately snatched Amazon prime right back up. Cause, uh, <laughs> I mean, if you use it for any, any number of orders, uh, the two day shipping, uh, you know, that's the best. Yeah. Easy. I ordered, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, I was just going to say it's, it's easily, I mean, I, I enjoy the streaming. There's tons of great uh, movies and TV shows and things like that to choose from. But uh, the, the shipping, that's what, you know, for me, that's like the best attribute for sure. Yeah, I ordered um, two volumes of uh, Nightwing Saturday. There you go. Um, and it'll be here tomorrow. So boom, I'm looking forward to that. I also ordered it through uh, the Cinema Geekly website. See, there you go, man. If Cody's doing it, you can do it too for sure. Um, I guess we should probably mention that too. That's on the right-hand side of the page. If you go to cinemageekly.com, there's a big button. It's hard to miss. Um, and just by using that link, nothing changes whatsoever. It takes you to Amazon like, like always, but literally nothing else changes. It's just that when you use that link and you buy stuff, uh, Amazon gives us uh, a percentage of that back, uh, you know, just for you using that link. So yeah, each and every time you do that, uh, it helps keep the, uh, the server up keeps uh, all those podcasts up we're pushing uh we're pushing ever closer to 100 episodes now and we've got to have all the bandwidth space to keep all those things available online for free so uh yeah that's the best way to go about doing it for sure 
uh, next week, hopefully, we will have uh, some news will crop up. But if not, info at cinemageekly.com. Send in some things to, for us to talk about. We will totally talk about it. almost anything. Yeah, don't can. make us ham fist you again. No. If you can keep it semi-related to movies and TV, we will talk about it uh, for sure. So go ahead and uh, and send those emails. And I do have a couple, but I want to build it up a little bit so we can just do a mailbag episode uh, and we don't have to worry about it. And you can ask us anything you want to. It doesn't have to be uh, vagaries like, what's your favorite Star Wars movie? You know, you can ask Aaron any kind of personal question you want about it. I'm sure he'll be more than happy to either answer you or ridicule you, one or the other. Oh, but uh, I reserve the right to do both. So. <laughs> he may, in fact, do both as well. All right, so for Cody Kelly, Glenn Bovane, Aaron DeLos, I'm Anthony Lewis, and we'll be back next week on the Cinema Geekly Podcast. The power to be masters of the universe.